The electronic intifada. Intifada. Intifada electronic. Intifada electronia. This is the electronic intifada podcast. In Oakland, I'm Nora Barrows Friedman. You're listening to the electronic intifada podcast. SodaStream will close its main production facilities in an Israeli settlement in the occupied West Bank next week. Boycott activists say that this is a direct result of steady global campaigning against the fizzy drink maker. Rafiv Ziada, a spokesperson for the Palestinian Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions National Committee, or BNC, said last October that SodaStream's planned shuttering of the West Bank factory, quote, shows that the BDS movement is increasingly capable of holding corporate criminals to account for their participation in Israeli apartheid and colonialism. However, activists are maintaining their campaign against the company. As it declared last year, SodaStream is relocating their facilities to the Nakab or Negev Desert, where Palestinian Bedouin communities have been struggling against home demolitions and forced expulsion by the Israeli government. Israel is subsidizing the new factory with $20 million in grants. Mahmoud Nawaja, general coordinator for the BNC, said in a recent press release that, quote, even when this closure of the West Bank factory goes ahead, SodaStream will remain implicated in the displacement of Palestinians. SodaStream, as a beneficiary of this plan, he said, is complicit with this violation of human rights. SodaStream has taken significant financial hits, including falling stock prices since last year, when grassroots global campaigners successfully organized to label SodaStream as a toxic brand. As the Electronic Intifada's Asa Wynn Stanley reported last October, the move from a factory in an internationally condemned settlement to the south of present-day Israel would seem to be intended to help protect the company from global criticism which peaked in January 2014 with the controversy over Scarlett Johansson. The A-list Hollywood actor had undertaken a lucrative advertising contract for the company while remaining as an ambassador for poverty and development charity Oxfam. Johansson ultimately quit Oxfam after pressure mounted on the charity to dump her. Meanwhile, the UK Guardian reported this week that SodaStream's CEO, Daniel Birnbaum, claims that the factory move hurts West Bank-based Palestinian workers and that the BDS movement, which he labeled anti-Semitic, quote, doesn't care about the Palestinian people. Joining us to talk about the ongoing campaign against SodaStream, even as the company closes its occupied West Bank factory, is Stephanie Westbrook. Stephanie is a Rome-based activist and journalist and has been working with the Boycott SodaStream campaign for years. Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thank you for having me. So first off, your response to SodaStream's CEO saying that the BDS movement is hurting Palestinian workers in the West Bank with the main production facilities moving out of the uh, illegal Israeli settlement. Yeah, he's been claiming this for, for quite some time. A, um, Palestinian workers have uh, have been struggling to gain their rights while working in the in the factory in the West Bank, uh, and the only reason they were able to uh, uh, eventually gain some of those rights was through their own organizing, as well as um, doc documenting the violations of their rights by the Israeli organization Kabla Ovred and international pressure, so the boycott campaigns. Um, so it's something that uh, the company has learned to use as a way to sort of de deflect criticism from their their violations of Palestinian rights. And clearly, 
Palestinians are not struggling to have jobs, um, even good paying jobs, even jobs where they have rights within the workplace, but they want rights uh, in, in their lives. So not just within the workplace, but with also outside. So that's where the, the BDS campaign can work together with Palestinians who are organizing to, to guarantee these rights. And can you just um, remind us about those rights violations uh, that happened within the, the factory in the, in the occupied West Bank settlement? Sure, there have been cases, uh, again, this was documented by Kavla Ovled, of um, Palestinians not being paid. Uh, they're, they're guaranteed under Israeli law, even though they're in an illegal settlement, um, the same rights as Israeli workers. And so uh, they were being paid uh, below the, the minimum wage. Um, they had been fired for or trying to organize within the, within the company and so forth. Stephanie, let's talk about the move to the Nakab Desert. Uh, what can you tell us about where the new facility will be and how it impacts Palestinian Bedouin communities there? Sure. The, the factory is, is just outside on the outskirts of Rahat. This is um, a planned township. This is something that uh, Israel built in order to concentrate Palestinian Bedouins uh, within a smaller area. So moving them from their ancestral lands to um, to an urban setting uh, and building industrial zones around the setting to sort of convert them, to transform them from their traditional work uh, in agriculture and uh, in herding to, uh, to factory jobs. Uh, in the area, there are uh, dozens of Palestinian Bedouin communities, um, some that predate the creation of the state of Israel, uh, that are not recognized by, by Israel. And so not being recognized means that they are denied uh, just the most basic services. So anything from schools to roads to clinics and also water. So the water that uh, is in the slogan from SodaStream, water made exciting, is uh, something that must sound incredibly cruel to these, uh, to these communities that are living without any running water. That's the voice of Stephanie Westbrook. Uh, she is based in Rome, Italy, and has been working with the Boycott SodaStream campaign for years. Stephanie, how can you assess how the global boycott campaign against SodaStream has impacted the company's brand and stock value? Well, certainly we've seen um, a, the stock price plummet recently. Uh, it's gone from a high of $75 a few years ago to uh, trading under $15. Um, it's been uh, at least over a year that it's been trading under its initial price of $35. Um, so uh, there's definitely been um, a hit to the to SodaStream uh, plummeting sales, uh, especially in the United States. And uh, we've also seen um, the effects of this international campaign by human rights activists. So we're seeing retailers who have uh, decided not to to, to sell SodaStream products. We've seen a large environmental groups uh, distance themselves, cut ties with, uh, with SodaStream, for example, the Earth Day Network. Um, churches have called for boycott of SodaStream products. So, so you've seen this campaign that has succeeded in having an economic impact um, uh, image, uh, damage to their image, to their reputation, and, uh, and finally causing them to... Uh, um, Causing them to um, to change their corporate behavior, so moving out of out of the settlement. Clearly, the uh, the, com the campaign is going to continue because they remain complicit. But but we're seeing this uh, this effect of the campaign.
Well, finally, um, talk about the next phase of this campaign, how activists are organizing around SodaStream's role in displacing Palestinians in the Nakab and further into the future. Sure, the, the campaign uh, will continue to hold SodaStream to account, so calling for, for a boycott, but um, it's going to become also uh, an extremely important educational tool uh, to inform people about the, the violations of Palestinian rights outside the West Bank, so uh, for Palestinian citizens of Israel. So a, whether they live on one side of the green line or not, it doesn't really change anything as far as Israeli policies. Uh, so this is going to be um, an important tool for us to 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 start talking about also the the the, the other two demands from the BDS call, uh, namely guaranteeing Palestinians their their rights, uh, a, a equal rights within Israel, and also the the right of return, because many of these communities have also been forced off their original lands. Stephanie Westbrook, thank you so much for all of your work and for being with us uh, today on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it for the Electronic Intifada podcast. For news, information, cultural features and reviews, and pointed opinion and analysis, visit us online at electronicintifada.net, where you can also post comments and sign up for our daily email digest. Follow us on Twitter at Intifada. Radio stations are free to use this podcast, and if you're listening on iTunes, support the Electronic Intifada podcast by rating it and leaving a review. On behalf of all of us at the Electronic Intifada, thank you for listening. <laughs>